everybody it's another edition of the podcast and today is february 4th 2024 and it's episode 115 today it's just me and Diggs, but uh, we do have a special guest uh, that i was able to interview two of them actually and we'll be bringing that to you very shortly but if you can please hit the follow button on spotify and get in the conversation on Getter, G-E-T-T-R, at Totally Corrupt is our handle. You can talk to us there, share links, what have you. But with no further ado, let's get the captain in the room and start the show. Here we go. This is your captain speaking. Captain. Uh, how we doing this evening, buddy? I ran a couple of seconds late. Uh, they didn't have my uh, cockpit uh, filled with the white claws yet, so uh. <laughs> I guess you can't fly without white claws. You know, everything's automated now. They kind of come in a Red Bull can. White claw gives you wings. Yeah, better when you're up in the sky. Yeah, I guess. Well, hey, man, lots of things been busy. I've been a busy bee lately. Good. Uh, running around all over this place. Uh, Talking to folks and seeing what the fuck's going on out there. Uh, a lot of election fraud concerns out there. But it was a totally safe and uh, uh, honest election this last safe, yeah. circle. Like, yeah. like everything was good for Joe. What, what, Joe? Joe, come on, man. What's wrong now? Well, Joe Biden today just said that uh, he was scared of the 2020 elections being accurate. Like 2022, right? 2022. He got confused. That's well, here's the thing. This guy has no, I mean, he got in for free. What the fuck is he talking about? Free and fair elections. Did he look at 2020? Um, well, hey, he had 81 million voters, the, the biggest election of all time in America. And, uh, nobody shows up for his rallies. It's kind of weird. Nobody. They go in their cars and honk their fucking stupid horns on their Prius. He comes into town and they're like, let's go, Brandon. I mean, he hasn't done anything right, anything good for our country in this first year at all. And it shows in those polls. It shows in, and I'm not a big believer truly in like the polls that they do all every time because it's a very limited group and majority of the time it's uh, very, uh, uh, very weighed one way, I guess is a good way to say it. And uh, even though it's weighed that way, people that voted for Joe are saying, no, Joe. No, Joe. No, Joe. Listen, uh, I got to sit down with a um, pretty interesting dude. His name is, is Seth Keschel, and he is leading America's fight on a national audit for uh, the 2020 election. He has found an incredible amount of data that suggests um, irregularities. And I'll just give you the biggest one. I'm going to ask Diggs this. How many seats did the Democrats pick up in 2020 in the House? In the House, didn't they lose? You are correct, sir. I'm pretty sure they lost just enough to pretty much get it to where now they want to filibuster. Well, they lost 13. 
And um, when you lose 13, I think 25 total seats in the House, I mean, there were states where you would have a conservative congressman get elected, but they would vote against, against Trump and they'd vote for Joe Biden. Does that make any sense to you? Like, how does how do how do Republican congressmen get in in a state, but they can't elect Donald Trump as the president? Don't you think if you're voting like most people I know said, fuck it, even if they're Republican or not, they're like, I'm voting Republican down the line. Fuck these left wing psychos. Like, I know a lot of people like that. And I would assume that that trend would be consistent. Why would you vote for like a guy like Joe Kent? And then vote for Joe Biden. Uh, if I had a mental problem and I forgot my pills for the day. <laughs> I mean, or, or, or there's massive election fraud, specifically oh, with the presidential election. Oh, are you talking about pallets full of ballots for Biden? Yes. Oh, grid song. So, like I said, uh, I went down to Portland last night and I got to see uh, Captain Seth Keschel. He's a... Uh, U.S. Army intelligence and uh, you know Michael Flynn's pumped him up. Donald Trump even uh, endorses his heat maps when it comes to the 2020 election fraud. So another guy that's a uh, uh, Trump endorsed uh, got to sit down with them for a few minutes at a private event, and uh, here's how it went. Right on. So I am here with uh, Captain Seth. Ketchel, did I say that right? Ketchel. Ketchel, Ketchel. I'm a big supporter of what you're doing and um, leading the fight for our national election audit. Um, can you kind of tell me what, where we're at and what we're doing here tonight? We have some serious issues with the election audit movement, and it's not because of the activism or lack of activism surrounding audits. So like I said tonight, the biggest obstacle we had with disproving or validating the results of the 2020 election happened in the early days and when you had the counties certifying totals and sending them off to the legislative chambers who use the excuse of deadlines to certify vote totals and saying if there's any fraud then the courts can get it and kick that back well then the courts just use procedural mechanisms to make sure that none of the cases were heard so not one single affidavit or witness from an affidavit was called and testified about election fraud so here we are, unprecedentedly, 15 months after the election of 2020, still pushing the election. This is not a conspiracy. 52% according to CNN and 59% according to even the conservative outlets like Rasmussen believe the election is compromised with fraud. And this is a coast-to-coast problem. Clearly, I'm here in the Pacific Northwest. Last night in Seattle area, tonight here in the Portland area, you could see fired-up patriot groups in both states. Absolutely. Legislatively, we've got one state that did anything related to election audits. And it proved significant fraud, even though a lot of people are not happy with the outcome of the audit. They should really direct their anger and frustration towards the legislatures who refuse to act. Now, you mentioned tonight three big problem states, Washington, Oregon, Michigan. I'm from Washington. I've seen some massive irregularities in just counties I know are pretty typically Republican. For example, um, Skagit County, 
I think like seven out of ten people voted for Biden, and I know for a fact, day after today, there was truck uh, parades, people waving American flags over um, overpasses, people on the corner, lots of horns honking, even in places that are typically blue. The cities were burning down, like Seattle and Portland. I thought it'd be a landslide. Law and order made a lot of sense to me, but like when you saw the election come through, you'd see these massive um, uh, votes for Biden that I just never thought he would get. Can you tell me what the main problem is in those three states? The main problem in Michigan, Washington, and Oregon. So I mentioned those as secondary tier of corrupt states we because because they get a free pass thanks to new york illinois and california michigan washington and oregon are run by mobsters basically you have gretchen whitmer dana nessel and jocelyn benson in michigan that corrupt that state but here of course you have kate brown and crew a corrupt republican party a corrupt democrat party in washington of course, you have Jay Inslee. Most Washingtonians, I say, I see, say that there's no way Culp lost the election. Well, he lost by 17 points. So even if Inslee did win by party strength, I doubt you're going to have everyone saying that in a 17-point race. So the main reason is that these states are corrupt. And for as far as elections go, Michigan had widespread mail-in balloting, which they don't normally have. But Washington and Oregon have institutionalized mail-in balloting. And Oregon has had that for, I think, since 1998. Washington's had it since 2011. And any state that moves towards mail-in balloting is generally a Democrat super state. Colorado is turned into one. Utah is the only state that has all mail-in voting that is Republican. But, of course, it's the Romney brand of Republicans, so it's basically a blue state, too. We mentioned Clallam County as well. Exactly. Clallam County, as you know, is a national bellwether. It has voted for the winner of every presidential election since 1980 without fail. Why is that? Because it it correlates with the non-college white voters. So in that part of Washington, you have fishing and timber industries, and you have a lot of non-college white voters, and Trump won the county in 2016. It's not causation, it's correlation. But the Republican Party, since 2004, the most votes gained in any election is 300 votes. Romney gained 300 votes over McCain, and Trump gained about 300 votes over Romney. So that happened twice. And then, and and in 2016, Trump had flipped it. And what happened to the Democrats was some of that vote became Trump vote. But the Democrat far left in Washington no longer aligns with the corporate wing of the Democrat Party. So they, after Obama, they were not into Hillary. And then somehow they all came back for Biden, according to the totals, even though Washington gave four electoral votes to someone other than Hillary Clinton in 2016. But in 2020, Trump gained... 4,000 votes in Clallam County, which is which is almost 14 times higher than any previous gain in the last 16 years. And what we saw for the Biden column, instead of being stuck or going down, they've been going down in Clallam County for two cycles now. Biden gained 7,000 votes, flipping the county back against Trump. Now, that was also the only one of 19 national bellwethers that Trump supposedly lost. So Trump carried the national bellwethers but lost the election. So Clallam County has the same issue the rest of the state has, which is dirty voter rolls. And dirty voter rolls fed fed with phantom ballots, fed with mail-in ballots to phantom voters. Voters that are registered in names that don't exist, illegal aliens, voters that vote twice, 
there's a, nothing but a serious recipe. Ballot harvesting is big in Washington as well. Yes. So you have serious issues all over the state and in Oregon as well related to mail-in balloting. And there's a few counties in each state that I think would be prime targets for election audits that Republican officials ought to go after rather than focusing on Multnomah County or King County. I think um, <clears throat> one big problem that we have is with the mail-in voting. I send my vote in. I vote for Trump, okay? And I want to know that they received it and that I voted for Trump. All that I get on the Election Commission's website is it says that they received my vote. It does not tell me who I voted for, okay? I don't know if that's the case in Oregon and, and Michigan, but how can we change stuff like that? Like, I mean, where's the transparency? Like, that's great that, you know, you, they're, make, try, they're pretending to make it convenient for us. You know, like, where's the transparency here? And that's probably why we have the term called election integrity. Although I mentioned tonight I don't care for the term much anymore because people have co-opted it who care nothing about election integrity. But if we don't have confidence in the vote, no matter whether the numbers presented by theorists are right or wrong, we have a corrupted country that's not going to last. So how do we, how do we restore the confidence? We have to get rid of the mail-in balloting. We have to have pen and paper ballots that are traceable and auditable. Some of the machines now won't even allow for ballots to be audited at all. It's just an electronic total. It says what it says. We need to be able to declare winners within a reasonable amount of time, rather than having Philadelphia or Detroit dump all its votes at the last minute and go ahead by 10,000 votes, and now the election's over. We need to be able to look through the voter rolls. We need to be able to dump voters that don't exist. We need to have severe penalties for everyone who obstructs the elections. Now, as far as being able to confirm who you voted for, that was probably out of my pay grade. That would probably retire, re require some sort of software. But those are secondary and tertiary issues to the main issues, which are dirty voter rolls, which allow for illegitimate votes to be cast, canceling out your vote in Clallam County. Can you touch a little bit on what happened in Pennsylvania with the Supreme Court there? The Supreme Court struck down something called Act 77, which was a bill that allowed for widespread mail balloting without, there, so no justification needed to request a mail-in ballot. And of course, a certain political party knowing that it was on its way out in Pennsylvania big time by all registration numbers, happened to request tons of mail ballots for everyone on their dirty voter rolls. Act 77 struck that down. Now this was the Commonwealth Court. What's going to happen is that will certainly be appealed to the state Supreme Court, which is run by Democrats. So there's a very good chance it will be reinstated because Pennsylvania is absolutely not in any way favorable for Democrats anymore, and it really hasn't been in 12 years. Obama only won it in 2012 because Romney couldn't grab the non-college white voter. 2016, Trump did, and in 2020, Trump's gains were ridiculous, so to see him lose Pennsylvania is absolutely impossible. It didn't make a lot of sense to me either, so it's good to just kind of hear what's going on with that, since that just it was a recent topic. But the last thing I want to ask you is, like, I feel like I sense this coming from a, a mile away in the Democratic primaries. When Biden lost basically the first two states, Iowa and I uh, forget the other one, but, like, by, by a landslide, Bernie Sanders just smashed him. Do you think that the, maybe the, the Dominion, the fraud was happening then just to get him in? So you had Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada. Those three early elections, they're caucuses. Well, Iowa's a caucus. I think New Hampshire's a primary, Nevada's a caucus. But Biden was almost invalid in Iowa. 
And then you had New Hampshire, he was fifth or sixth place. Nevada, he was at bottom of the barrel. His running mate was also bottom of the barrel. And Nevada is very important for them to gauge success with minorities. So this is mainly the Hispanic working class because now they're instrumental in, in Arizona, Texas, Florida, California, anywhere the Democrats would like to win or compete or shore up. But Biden was laughed out of those states. And he was on the verge of being pushed out until Jim Clyburn put him over in South Carolina. Now, whether he won that election legitimately or not is beyond me. But even with that, Super Tuesday, everyone was forced to drop out and endorse Biden because it was Biden versus Bernie Sanders. And they made it about we have to save the party from socialism. But what happened was they had to drop out because Biden would have lost and been out on Super Tuesday and Bernie Sanders probably would have won everything on Super Tuesday and been their nominee. So Biden was a laughing stock from the beginning. In fact, now that you mentioned it, the primary model is one of my 10 points about the irrefutable points about the 2020 election. Primaries are the actual indicator of an incumbent president's strength and likelihood to hold on to the White House, and also a primary indicator of how strong his challenger may be. And Biden was at the bottom of that, and Trump was at the top of that, and it still flipped. Seth, this has been amazing for you to get your insight on all this stuff. Um, I'd like to invite you on to maybe expand on some of these and bring some data for, like, my state, Washington. It sounds like there's a lot of stuff that we can expose maybe together. Um, I know you'll be supporting Joe Kent soon. Is there any way we can follow you, uh, uh, plug some uh, website or social handles? I have two channels. I have a Telegram channel, which is my main channel. This is where I put most of my valuable content, and that is at Real S. Keschel, K-E-S-H-E-L. And I have a Twitter account as well. It's at S. Keschel, but I'm not really fond of it anymore. I don't post much content. I will be, unless plans change, I should be here in southern, or up across the river in southern Washington with Joe Kent, I believe, on the 17th of March. And I am more than happy to come on and discuss Washington specifically because it's one of my favorite states to discuss in terms of this topic. It's, it's really ugly. I appreciate your time, Seth. And when we can uh, see you back up in Washington, hopefully we can do a super podcast, you and Joe, and, and, and really dive into some numbers. I appreciate your time, and thank you again. God bless you. So that was, uh, that was last night in Portland uh, with Captain Seth Keschel. And he is, again, leading our nation's um, national audit efforts to basically recall Biden. Fuck that guy. Fuck Joe Biden. I don't. I don't think they're gonna try to recall him. I. That's I, the plan. I, well, I mean, I. I would. I. I would love to see if there's evidence and all that stuff that they can prove. Because I mean, you. You got two sides of the coin, and you, you got. A lot of us that are upset and the others that are like happy they got their way, but if all of a sudden it went the other way, could you imagine what Nancy Pelosi and a whole bunch of people would start just, you know, I mean, they already said when Trump was elected, you get out on the street and if you see him at a restaurant, you get up in their face and you start a crowd and you let them know they're not welcome anymore. It's like, well, they're Americans and they're I thought they were welcome because you're letting a whole bunch of shitload of people coming across the southern bell border. I, I, you yeah. know, which I'm sure they're welcome if they stood in line like everybody else. Why should we give a fuck about Ukraine and the Russian border when we can't even fucking secure? Our we don't own? care about our own. Exactly. Why should we care about anybody else's borders or their right to be a sovereign 
nation. That's the thing. This whole Russia-Ukraine is all smoke and mirrors. I mean, 100%. The reason why he's sending troops over there right now, in my opinion, and I think he might have mentioned it or or we, I heard it with Kent, is is the fact that it's, it is smoke and mirrors because his first year has been such a disaster, such a disaster. He needs distraction to take it away from what he's fucked up on. Right. How are your gas prices? Tell me about what you think about the oh, Af- infl- Afghan exit. Inflation's transitory. Tell me, tell me if you can get food on the shelves. Oh, and don't talk to Pete Buttigieg about, uh, um, you know, the transportation secretary about all the uh, barges and, and container ships out in the ports and uh, off on the uh, seasides of every every. Uh, uh, it's called simple I mean, supply chain management. None of this would have happened under Trump. Buttigieg was is not the guy for the job. Biden's not the guy for the job. Harris is not the. I mean. I, I'm just saying it's like when Trump was in charge, he actually put people in charge that he thought would do a great job. He he knows how to put a, a multi-billion dollar company together, which nobody in Congress, very few people in Congress have ever made any sort of small business or big business outside of their political career. Their political career is their business. And with Nancy Pelosi, it's become a big business. And unfortunately, a lot of these people are snuggling up to China. Can you imagine? Imagine we are America. We are supposed to be the freest country in the world. We defend everybody's rights. But we we shouldn't even be there should not even we should not even be participating in the in the Olympics right now because she gets on there and she goes, hey, I hope everybody from America does great and everything like that. But just a warning. Don't do anything to piss off the uh, Chinese government because you are in their country and they are ruthless. She said they're ruthless. But if you're if you're the third in command of the most powerful nation in the world, wouldn't you say, hey, you know, go over there, have a have a great game, be respectful, uh, do your best. Let's see if we can bring home a whole bunch of medals. And by the way, China, if any of our athletes, even such you touch a hair on their heads, you infringe any of their common known beliefs in America as far as what freedom is, you will feel the full consequence of America and its forces. It'd be very interesting to hear the um, experience of an Olympian today over there. The whole Olympics is is, is China's biggest middle finger to the world, especially to America. And this is the, the the Winter Olympics, correct? Obviously, it's yeah. winter. Yeah. And, and I'm sure there's some uh, climate change activists saying, well, it's so warm, the snow's going to melt before it's over. I mean, <laughs> you know. You know, I got into a very interesting exchange with someone today about um, climate change. And it was about um, basically using it as, a lev- as leverage to, you know, you know, a lot of people say there's too many people on Earth and da-da-da-da-da. Climate change is used for fear. Right. And that's, and I honestly think that, um, anything that controls your health, like your environment, like, yeah, the air you breathe, the water you drink. Yeah, of course it's going to affect your health. So they use that as leverage. And you know what? There's a scary invisible virus that's out that's affecting people. Guess what they're using for leverage? Our health again. So these things are fear mongering, you know, to people like us that, 
you know, maybe we're, we're not scientists. We're not doctors. We don't, we don't, we didn't go to school for this shit. No, but we have ears and we listen to news and we realize that everything that CNN pretty much says, Trump was supposed to start a war. He's the only president that's ever been in office in the last 40 years that never started a war on his watch. Right. He wanted to get out of them. Right. And now, and now Biden is ready, trigger, fing, trigger finger happy to go to war over Ukraine, which, hey, by the way, Ukraine doesn't even want to get in this fucking war. So, no, no. And, and the false flags and this and that, I mean, I, th- I think it's just an excuse for them to be ready to pull the trigger if they want to and join a war or get in, involved in a war that we shouldn't be involved in anyway. But this whole thing with, with fear, and that's what I want to get back to, is if you haven't realized this, hope and change was Obama's logo, right? right. Everything was hope and change. Right. And, and a lot of people voted for Obama. It wasn't just black population. It was people that said, hey, let's give this guy a chance. It sounds good. He He's very articulate. He's very, I mean, you, you go from Obama who tries to do a mic drop and says one thing, pres- or, you know, Trump, you might not ever, uh, I'm the president, you will never be. Well, hey, next election, Trump was the president. And now you have a, 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 a pretty much a geriatric guy that should be in an old folks home right now. He doesn't know what states he's in half the time. But the whole thing with the Democrats and that whole, that whole machine over there is they've been selling fear for the last five years, six years. Right. Um, and it's what, especially buying it. it's it, project Veritas even did an undercover interview with the, with uppers from CNN. And they're like, yeah, you know what? Fear sales, fear sales. And you know, what's funny about fear selling is that there's this new report that, uh, this is on Fox, but I, I source my sources from everywhere. But, uh, Think about think about the companies I'm about to say. And think about what they're not reporting. CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post completely avoid a John Hopkins study finding COVID lockdowns have been ineffective. ABC, CBS, NBC also ignored the anti-lockdown study. It is a study that's done... Basically, by a study done John by John Hopkins University, a meta-analyst of several studies. Basically. Lockdowns during the first COVID wave in the spring of 2020 only reduced COVID mortality rates by 0.2% in U.S. and Europe. Right. So basically what that report means to me is that, yeah, everybody can get it, but not everybody's dying from it. And locking us down is not helping the deaths. I mean, in Washington State alone... We only have like 10,000 deaths in two years. It's helping their fear tactic. It's helping. How many teachers have we seen that are yelling at students, put on your mask or you're a trespasser? Right. I mean, seriously, the last couple of days we've been talking about some brave kids. What was his name? Gage? Cage? We've been been tracking a story. I don't know his name. Um, I I thought I heard it in passing, but... um, there's a kid at a, I, I want to say it's Washougal High School, we reported on our last show, but um, basically organized a, a, a whole school walkout saying, hey, we're not wearing these fucking masks anymore. And we're going to be peaceful to the teachers. Yes. 
And if they say, put your mask on, say, no, thank you. And then if, if they, they ask, ask you to leave, to... tell you to leave. Say, exactly. Leave. Exactly. Be respectful. We're just here to get our common rights back. Right. And this kid, this, I, I don't want to say just this kid. These but kids. But these kids, this whole school that started in Washington, spread to California, spread across the East. I wouldn't be surprised if next week. Every school. Every school. There's there's somebody in every school that has a set of nards. It's like Wolfman have nards, one of my favorite movies. But anyway, they have a set of nards where they're like they've been trying to scare us. If you don't if you don't and this is the amazing thing. They said they would be cited for trespassing. And in the states at that you would school. be at this at the states you'd be cited for trespassing, it's a felony. So other than skipping, how about rather than trying to stand up for your common rights and stuff, just do what thugs do. Go, I mean, whether you're white, black, whatever, whatever thug you color you want to be, I'm just saying thug in general, just go ahead and don't go to school anymore. Just go uh, get 20 of your friends together and go ransack stores and walk out. You know, the funny just, thing is, I mean, what you're it's saying? like <laughs> the funny thing is what you're saying about like, getting people together, it can be used for good or evil, right? Like, I mean, like, you want to get 20 friends, ran, stack a store? Yeah. Dennis Hallman was just on. He goes, hey, what if we have 50 concerned citizens, you know, around a strike force? You're not taking nobody. Nobody. It can work both ways. It can work both ways. It's about what are you going to get fired up about? And right now, it's about our personal freedoms, medical freedoms, for one, election freedoms, for two, and what more do I need to say? It's called First Amendment. So I got to sit down tonight. Like I said, I've been a busy bee. Uh, got to sit down, not even sit down, stand up and talk outside of, in, the, in the cold in Rochester, Washington. But uh, went to uh, Joe Kent town hall meeting tonight and uh, got to catch up with him a little bit about his campaign, uh, the America First movement that's all of a sudden happening in Washington solely because of him. He's the only guy doing it. It's not... He's the only one in Washington that Trump actually endorsed. Right. We have a lot of rhinos in this state because they're trying to survive. Right. Now, we're we're a quote unquote uh, liberal stronghold. But. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> you didn't realize that? I got to move. Yeah. We haven't voted for a uh, Republican president since 1985. It was Ronald Reagan. Actually, this this state voted 100% for Ron, Ronald Reagan, majority. It, it blows your mind. And considering what we live in today, uh, our Bill Gates, blue chip, you know, Jeff Bezos world that Seattle apparently runs, you know, I mean, fuck this shit. We got a guy who is in our state that is standing up against this bullshit. He wants to fight Seattle. He wants to fight that that liberal agenda that's coming from that one and only city. I just shared some statistics with you about the 2020 election here in Washington, and there's 39 counties, right? Mm -hmm. Only 12, 12 of 39. You can look it up on Politico. They've got a great way to break this down, the 2020 elections map by your state. If you don't live in Washington state, pull up your state. Take a look. It's very eye-opening. I'm looking at it right now, and I see 75% of the geographical area 
in Washington, maybe even more, maybe it's 80% of the geographical area in Washington is red. Okay? There's only 12 counties that uh, actually voted majority Joe Biden. So that means, what is that, 27 other counties in this state? Listen, that's MAGA territory. That's America first people. And guess what? I only see one person doing it, and it's Joe Kent. He's out of the uh, in the Vancouver area, Clark County, which is blue. But everywhere else that is in his district is red. You know, so he's up against a rhino right now. Jamie Herrera Butler voted for the January 6th uh, um, commission, and she voted for the impeachment of Donald Trump. So if you live anywhere near Vancouver, Washington, vote against this bitch and fucking vote for Joe Kent. So with no further ado, I say that maybe we just drop in uh, our interview. Yeah, real quick, real quick before you do. Um don't want to necessarily call her any too bad of names, but uh, she's probably a nice Joe, lady. Joe, 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 Mr. Kent did say one of the best things that I heard is that they actually had agreement with Republicans that whoever got endorsed by Trump, the others would it's drop out. And it's the, not no, but this is the thing he said is that we committed to this. I committed to this, and he got it. And he got it. And she comes back in her word, and he goes. How can you trust somebody for Congress or running any sort of decisions for your area, your county, your state, your local governments who cannot even keep the word that the, the, their own word, their promises? Right. You know, she's got special interests. Uh, Johnson Johnson money. Uh, anyways, he said, just go look at the FEC filings for this woman she's she's dirty you know go look at fc fcc filings for everybody that's going on the the thing because you can tell who they're going to vote for oh 100 are they getting lower money donors or big ones well we can we can look at you know we can dive into the numbers but let's catch up with joe and uh here is my interview with him tonight actually in rochester washington here we go trail and uh joe uh why don't you tell us how it's going and i just heard you got back from mar-a-lago so why don't you tell us a little bit about that it's going really well man so riding high after coming back from mar-a-lago that was quite the experience i mean got to, got to see president trump don jr and kimberly Gofield had a great uh, great fundraiser down there a pretty awesome night so yeah we're riding high off that and yeah things are going pretty well so yeah that's awesome hey um so what's coming up for you soon um i know you got some dates coming up i i was just in portland with uh, seth Keschel, and he said that he was going to come up and speak with you at an upcoming event maybe in March, I think? I think we're, we're looking at March. I don't want to say the exact date yet because I don't know. I think That's cool. Trying, between his schedule and mine, I think it's like mid-March probably. What can he add to your campaign? What is what is he going to bring to the table here? I think he does a great job of kind of articulating a lot of the voter fraud issues. I mean, that's his area of expertise. Um, I like talking with anybody who's who's dug deep into it, especially he spends a lot of time here in Washington and Oregon, I think, for a reason, because this is kind of where a lot of the, you know, mail-out ballots, I mean, tabulation, that type of stuff starts. So, I mean, election integrity is one of the key issues of my campaign. So the more people we can get talking about that th- those types of issues at our events, I think it's, it really helps kind of bring the movement together. 
Yeah, he said that uh, Washington is his favorite state to talk about, actually, specifically. Lucky us. So I thought that was cool, yeah, for us, guys like you and me. Um, I wanted to get your reaction on the 2,000 troops or 3,000 troops that have been sent to Ukraine. Yeah. I know you're a big proponent of, like, this is a big smoke and mirror uh, festival. So can I get your comment on that? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think it's we're, it, it's just really to distract from Biden's domestic failures. Um, but it's very dangerous because now we have troops that are actually going to be over there. And, you know, American soldiers faced off with Russian soldiers. All it takes is one mishap between a Russian private and an American private, next thing you know, we're, we're launched into a war. So I, I really want to see Congress act decisively and, and stop Biden's ability to freeze off the funding from deploying additional troops. This is what Congress did when Trump tried to get us out of a war in Afghanistan. I want to see Congress act decisively to prevent us from going into a war uh, with Russia, because this is completely insane. You even heard, you've heard just crazy rhetoric from the military industrial complex and the national security state in D.C., but then the Ukrainian president, after he met with Biden, was like, hey, things aren't that bad. You guys need to calm down. I mean, if the Ukrainians aren't asking for us to come there, like, you, you know you know, we should probably listen to the guys on the ground and just not be this aggressive. It's just completely irresponsible. Right. So um, last but not least, but Biden's talking about, like, these election coming up. He's skeptical of even the numbers. <laughs> I mean, of course he is. Now it's, now it's okay to question elections. I mean, we all know what's going on here. Like, they're going to try and continue to exploit COVID to, uh, you know, use the unsolicited mail-out ballots and all these different systems that they really perfected in 2020 to keep that going. But I think he's seeing that even right now, that's not going to be enough for them because they're failing so heavily. So now they're saying, well, maybe we need to contest the elections. You know, even there's there's crazy people on the, the left and the establishment, never Trump right, that are saying that maybe in 24 Kamala Harris will have to do what they said that Mike Pence couldn't do and, and, and not certify the election. So, yeah, I, I think it's, I honestly think it's only going to get worse and crazier. Right. So, well, I mean, uh, it seems like you're doing pretty good in your polls. I just got some wind that uh, you may be leading in your district. Uh, you want to talk to us about that real quick? Yeah. I mean, we, we got polling in in uh, November that put me in, in first place. Um, we haven't. I, I haven't seen any current polling. I'd, I'd like to see some be great. But yeah, with the Trump endorsement, fundraising is going really well. We're going to release our fundraising press release tomorrow. Uh, we're ballpark for this last for the last quarter of like 350 ish. Um, and then it's over one point, I think, two or three million for the for the year. So that's that's pretty good. And we're off to a good start having a fundraiser down in Mar-a-Lago. So, yeah. Right on. We'll keep kicking ass. I know we're here in Rochester right now. It's cold outside. Everybody's got to go home. But thanks again for your time. <laughs> yeah, God, out, God bless you, Joe. Appreciate you coming out, man. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know, man. I love Joe. He's the best. Dude, he, he just says it straight up. He, he, he has a plan, and I know I had to drop you off with the airplane, and it sounded like we were getting close to a truck convoy. I'm sure he would support those guys, too. You know, we mentioned he mentioned that speaking tonight. He, he brought up um, two foreign things that uh, basically said that we should be doing here in America. Number one was the U.K. and getting rid of all these mask mandates. Sweden, everybody. Don't. Yeah. Everybody should follow the U.K.'s everybody. lead on this, okay? Number two, he said, he goes, and look at these truckers in Canada, you know, Ottawa. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> you know, what's fucked up about that whole trucking situation is that somebody set up a GoFundMe for the truckers. Uh -huh. They got over 10 million around their type of dollars in there. GoFundMe suspended it because they don't want to support something that uh, that they think deemed could be violent or everything. And I see these truckers doing their protests in, in peace right. when they're around the town they're you know eating at diners and you know paying for their food they when they're doing their their protesting they're actually they're sending people out to go pick up garbage 
we're not we're going to do protests white right we're not going to come into this town and just make it a mess or anything our intent is to be here until the day we do not have to be that's all we want to be we want to be recognized we want to be heard by trudeau trudeau likes to jump ship fly across get out of the country he doesn't want to deal with it but gofundme has suspended and rather than refunding like they normally would they're not refunding the money to the people. If you do not get refunded by, I think it's February 19th, and the lawsuits with GoFundMe don't hold, because it's a private company, can do whatever it wants. But the thing is, if you don't ask for a refund by the February 19th, uh, the money that you donated, they already said they're going to divide it up into about three or four uh, organizations that they find charitable. And I have a feeling... Some of the GoFundMe charitable, quote-unquote, uh, uh, businesses. I'm sure one of them is Black Lives Matter. Another one is Planned Parenthood. And who knows? There's probably some Green New Deal in there, too. I'm just saying, you paid you paid for one thing. And now people... It, it's like you wanted to buy a, a, a TV, and they're like, no, you get a microwave. And it's like, I didn't want a microwave. I, I paid for a TV. You know, it's like, they're... They're just, you got to be real careful with them, with what I'm trying to get to is you got to be careful with where you send money to. I would start researching not only where you send your money to, but where you spend your time to, where you spend your own money. Fuck GoFundMe. GoFundMe is no good. Go to givesendgo.com. Christian back organization. We're going to have to get more on the backs of these Christian people. Or, or church organizations, because these are the only people that you can really trust anymore. They're the only ones that have a moral backbone. And and, and, and as far as when you get to, like, voting with our, our dollars, we vote with our dollars every day. Pick up a product, turn it around, and say made in China. China? Taiwan. You might want to put it down. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, uh, Freedom, the basketball player, he was talking about that. When he goes shopping, he's very earnest, canter, freedom he's very conscious about what he spends his money on and and and, and where that money is going to go to support people and if you want to support slave labor keep buying nike shoes that's cool listen uh but China. you also you also vote with where you spend your time facebook you don't pay anything for facebook but you pay them with all your information start taking responsibility of yourself you are everybody in this country is a valuable asset not only to themselves but to their family their community and when you just just give your information away you you are paying for it you know who is an asset to their community to whose community well kyle rittenhouse's community Ooh. you know he's on getter now i like we message him hey kyle get her done if you're listening we would love to have you on, brother. But follow uh, Kyle Rittenhouse on uh, Getter. I don't know any other place you can follow him, but he's he's starting to talk now. You know what I'd like to ask Kyle about? Because he's gone through a whole bunch of stuff. He's seen it from the other side. He was just on Candace Owens today, by the way. I love Candace Owens, too. She's hot. But um, true law and order. He was there because there was no law and there was no order. He didn't want to be there. He was asked to be there and he was there with friends and, you know, other people that were just trying to defend businesses. But true law and order is handled on a local level. Local crimes 
are processed by local cops and local DAs have locally, uh, if they go into jail, they're basically letting these fuckers go right back out. So when you want to talk about crime on a federal level, no, it's always on a, crime is always on a community basis, city basis, uh, county basis. What, and, and it's amazing with all these, these mayors, these governors in, in, in places where crime is rampant, 14 out of 15 of them are Democrats. All of them are. Every single crime-ridden uh, city, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York. Uh, shall I go on more? I did, mean, Did you hear what Biden said? What did he say? He went down to New York. Two cops just got murdered, ambush style. And this is four or five cops that have been killed in New York City in the last month. And uh, it was last month was January, right? So that's the first month of the year. So should we just be able to tally that up like 12 times and say there's going to be 60 cops killed in New York? Oh, well, they're, they're, you know, that's, I mean, that's what we know of. You know, that's what the media reports. I mean, cops are they have the most dangerous job every day because they got to see the worst of people. Right. They got to see that low end 10 percent that fucks everything up. You know, mm-hmm. the, what that, you know, the 90% of us call them for, which, hey, assholes, we don't need to defund the people that, you know, keep the 10% in check that ruin our lives, by the way, people. You're talking about the 10% they just let out out of the prisons because they were scared of COVID for the prisoners? Listen. <laughs> it's like the, they let them out and then they put everybody on lockdown. It's like, what is what is jail? Jail is a lockdown. So just, you know. They're fine. They're they always care. six feet away if they they're in their care. cell. They don't care. They're, they'll go back to jail, get a, get a hot meal, and stay warm for a couple of days. They know how to deal with other fucking criminals. But here's the problem, though. You talk about solving crime on a local level. Well, let's look about. Let's think about George Soros, and think about the DAs that he's in bed with. You know, like especially in Los Angeles, I have a very personal connection to a uh, prosecuting attorney in Los Angeles. And uh, mic drop, uh, fiance to uh, a, a former guest. I don't want to say his name because I don't think he wants me to say her name. But taking back the mic drop, taking back the mic drop. But you still get one. Anyways, we get some very inside information on what the fuck is going on in L.A. and it is disgusting, like really disgusting. The people that they let back out on the street just recommit crimes, the same fucking crime, a violent crime. People that rob somebody. Guess what? They're out of jail. They're going to rob somebody else because that's the only way they know how to make the money. Well, if they don't get if they don't get in trouble for it, why wouldn't you go do it again? Yeah, the funny thing is, I, I think about like really what's changed changes people's lives. I'll tell you what's changed my life was getting my ass kicked, like in a in a in a controlled environment through martial arts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wrote, huh? You got humbled. Oh, totally. Because it's you can't just go. And start barking at anybody for no fucking reason, like some people do. I mean, people like to use that uh, fear mongering in social situations, and I see it all the time in bars. And you, know, you look at the person, you're like, this guy doesn't even—he's never been in a fight in his life, and you can tell by the way that they act because someone that's been there and has been in a scrap or like, they, it's just water over their back. It's like, okay, really, this is what we're gonna do right now. Because fighting's not good for anybody. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for 
the person doing it or the person receiving it. It's just not. But and, it's good to be prepared in case you have to. Yeah, and you were talking about earlier about a, you were talking about bullies to me earlier. Hmm. Who do you think a bully is right now? I think it's Jay fucking Inslee. I think it's anybody trying to still uh, uh, basically scare our children yeah. <laughs> into wearing masks. Right. When when we used to be the country that led the world, and now we're, be- we're behind 14 or 16 countries that are already said, mask mandates are done. We're, like we're done. S- we're like C students. Uh, no, we're in America. We're, I mean, most people graduate high school don't even, uh, can't even read at a sixth grade level. I'm telling you, across the nation, uh, we are dealing with a couple things. Uh, talked to this, talked about this tonight at Joe's town hall was the fight against masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wear a red hat, now I could, I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing a red Joe Kent hat. Mm-hmm. You know, but people often confuse this for a Trump hat. But, you know, what if you are a San Francisco 49ers fan and you had a red hat? You know, they were in the playoffs. They almost made they almost went to the Super Bowl. You're wearing a 49ers hat on a plane mm. and no one sees the front of it. They just see a red hat and people start Triggered. barking at you. Triggered. Right. I've been called. wonder if that white supremacist wearing a fucking mask. That son of a bitch. Listen, I've rode a bus in, in Seattle with, with uh, I was wearing a MAGA hat at the time, but uh, from behind me, I heard, white boy, cracker, racist. I was like, excuse me? Isn't it amazing when you get called a racist, majority of the people that are calling or using the term in the act of doing it have become racist in their own mind. Well, now this was a homeless person who fucking was riding public transportation that probably lives in a fucking tent. You know, I know who he voted for and it wasn't Donald Trump because he's not getting out there and after it, you know what I'm saying? And living the America dream. If living the American dream is riding public transportation and living in a public park, then I guess, you know, everybody has the right to That's life, a socialist liberty, dream. and <laughs> That's a socialist dream, and that comes directly from one party. Listen, if you want to sit around and do nothing, then... Do nothing. I guess do nothing. But if you're going to do nothing, don't expect any results, and don't expect uh, other people to do things for you that result in you getting the hand-me-downs. Because there's a lot of people that work very hard to establish these things, like welfare and, you know, cash cards, EBT, cash cards, things like that. And there's a lot of tax dollars go into it. And these people aren't fucking homeless. And you and you think that you're the person that deserves all this? You think that you're in the struggle? Now, listen, there's a lot of people in the struggle and that we should have welfare services, but they should be better checks and balances for sure, especially with uh, unemployment. Unemployment, uh, our state, particularly Washington, in your state, you listeners, wherever you may live, got fucked with uh, unemployment benefits during COVID. Like, that's something you lose your job. Most people don't even take it because like, I'm never going to be in no unemployment line. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to rely on the government. But you know what? The time, the one time that I needed to, the one time I needed to, I'm, I'm, I'm. Sounds like they didn't have your back. Well, they did. Well, they gave me the money at first. Okay, so I lose my job because of COVID, doing the music program at the airport. People are coming off the fucking planes with respirators on, 
And they're like, oh, well, canceling the music program that's been here for five years. Mm-hmm. And it's never, it's still not back. It's still not back. I still don't have my job back, obviously. I'm doing the podcast with you. <laughs> that's our, this is our job. Nice job. This is our job. And uh, it's honestly, it's a beautiful way of transitioning one skill set to another. This is what makes this country great. And we're, we're exercising freedom of speech as we talk. Every time we publish an episode, we are expressing our first constitutional right. And um, so I get fired and not fired, but like forced off the property because, you know, we can't have gatherings in the airport. And then what makes matters worse is when concerts started coming back, people may have even gone to concerts that that are listening to this podcast. You go to a concert, you have to present what? Your fucking vaccine card, right? I went to two of them. I gave my friend, uh, you know, allegedly gave a friend's, you know, passed a friend's as mine and got into the show. I shouldn't have to do that to get go see a concert, okay? Vaccinated or not, clearly these vaccines don't work. But over the last summer, oh, my God, uh, if if you're vaccinated, you're safe from everything. Well, that's clearly not the case. And, And when it comes to the unemployment thing, Listen, they got screwed, Washington specifically, and maybe your state too. Uh, Nigerian, um, basically hackers, uh, got our state. They they took millions and millions and millions of dollars for false unemployment claims, claims. during that time, and not ever f- to be recuperated. We're never getting that money back. And okay, so there's a bunch of money gone. Where's the security in that? Why don't we have secured uh, unemployment websites? Why don't we have secured elections? Why don't we have are the money that's supposed to be divvied out? Why is there better checks and balances? Are you telling me some fucking hackers from Nigeria got, I don't know, $100 million from the state? Every single thing that... Every single thing the government does, it does poorly because there's no competition. Maybe well, there is maybe, competition. It's called other states, but no, there's no competition from your local government. It's either this way or go to another fucking go state. to another state. Yeah, exactly. fuck you. So I'm saying what it comes with with capitalism. So I got store A, I got store B, I got store C, and store D. Store A, if that guy, if that sales guy in there's an asshole, well, fuck, I got three other stores. I go to the one the second store. The store doesn't got what I want. I got two more left. Now I get to see competition. Right. Now I got to see who actually has customer service and who actually has a decent product flow. And I think as Americans, as, as, as people, we, we don't want to be making hundreds of decisions every day. We want to, we want to, we want, we want two or three, four options. That's it. And we're going to make our decisions on that. It's like, okay, I have a choice between CNN, MSNBC, Yeehaw. And, Look at uh, cell phone companies. And, 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 There's only three. No. And listen to Joe Rogan podcast. Who am I going to listen to? Joe Rogan. Well, you listen. You, you listen, I listen to, to them all, but Joe Rogan. no. But I mean, I I listen to the others because of our podcast. But that's opened up my world about okay. Now I see where he's getting his information from. And the interesting thing with Joe Rogan is that they're like want to put these sensors and certain dips on it that says it could be misinformation. He's like, I'm all cool for that. And he's like, even I'm cool with actually bringing. On somebody who thinks differently than I do. Right. But you saw what happened with Sanjay Gupta. 
Well, he jumped on the show. He was he was baffled because Joe, Joe Rogan trolled him. Joe didn't bit. troll him. He just basically he uh, he said, "Hey, this is what happened." He invited him on. The, he invited him on the show to promote a book. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> well, your your show is basically saying these falsies against me, and you're supposed to be the the main medical advisor are, for that network. You're the doctor for the news, and you didn't tell them to shut up. That's your you know. But nobody tells anybody at CNN to shut up. No. No, that's the thing. So even if Joe wanted to bring people on his podcast, which he's open to, how many people do you think would actually book with him? That's the hypocrisy is that the left doesn't want to talk. They want to silence and shut you up. And the right wants to have a conversation. You know, Joe does all of Joe Rogan. He does all his scheduling. Yeah, he does it himself. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, didn't, I didn't realize that. He doesn't even know what he's going to talk about. He doesn't research stuff. I mean, he, he's, oh, he he's, well, he's well versed, but when he talks to a guest, he lets it free flow because he's like, yeah. this. I'm bringing this person on for their opinion and we'll see where it goes. Well, that's exactly what I was, well, That's what we do. You and I were just talking about this. Like, we, we, we sometimes we read uh, news articles on here and I, I, we were talking like, you know, maybe it's better if we just read our articles and then bring it on and talk as as normal, like making a normal conversation instead of just like being the news. You know, what Joe does, Rogan does, he, like, for example, he'll have an author on, he'll like listen to the book on Audible and then bring him in. I think that's fucking brilliant. We might have mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. And if there's any, anybody that's, you know, publishing books that, um, you know, basically talking about election fraud, uh, COVID hoax, like anybody that's talking, America first, ideal ideology folks uh i would love to have you guys on because i think what's going to change america or the the number one thing that's going to that wh whoever runs for president i'm hoping donald trump runs on medical freedom runs on free and fair elections runs on secure borders runs on fucking america first w bring back manufacturing be self-sufficient Etc. And somebody that doesn't run from debates and hides in their basement. Fuck. Yeah, that's not a fighter to me. We need a fighter in there, and we need a fire at every election. Joe Kent's election, he's a fighter. We uh, Senate, we need a fighter. We a uh, 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 governor, we need a fighter. I mean, we don't need these people that follow in line. I mean, if if. Just think about if you could clone Ron DeSantis and he all of a sudden was just governor at everybody the last two years, everything would be running. We would be like, they'd be like, hey, yeah, this pandemic sucks, but uh, uh, we didn't have to close any businesses. We didn't lose any jobs. Yeah, people freaked out a little bit and stuff. But then we found out we could, we could kind of maintain it. And I guarantee you, if more guys were like that throughout the country, we would actually have... We would have access to therapeutics regarding the coof, right? And uh, listen, explain the coofefe because, like, I didn't understand what the hell. You, listen, we're a we're an audio only podcast, so and we're not on YouTube, so fuck YouTube. Yeah, but basically, people are getting in trouble for saying the word COVID, right? And the it, and, well, and, and the coof algorithms is, the algorithm the coof is the code word for COVID now on YouTube. Is that is that what well, I understand? Rather than saying, I mean, golfing terms. Rather than saying uh, brother, it's like saying parts. Well, it's 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 a it's a it's a term that everybody about, knows. Think about the non-golfers that are listening to this show. The coof 
means COVID. Okay, so if you hear anybody say the coof, or they you listen, be, you listen to liberal hive mind quite often, and that guy drops it all the time. He does. Uh, black conservative patriot does uh, because there are. You got to remember, there are certain things you can't talk on certain apps certain platforms right that's why we're, that's platforms. why we're on that's why we're on getter we, we we said kyle rittenhouse is innocent on november 11th of 2021 85 fucking days ago and we are still shadow banned which oh good i hate those fuckers <laughs> but no it's like think 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 about it we we were debating whether or not to go on an audio thing or a video thing and I was I was kind of pushing for YouTube a little bit when we were kind of getting started until I realized majority of people that I were watching were slowly getting banned or 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 they would get a uh, uh, incident report where they couldn't talk for two weeks or something like louder with Crowder uh, all these guys that got banned and Joe Rogan Joe Rogan what a great example too yeah I mean he. I just showed somebody at the Seth Keschel event of, of how we're shadow banned. And if you don't understand what shadow banned means, it's basically no one can follow you and you can't follow anybody else. You're basically, your followers... You're hidden. And you're, and who you follow are basically frozen. Ninja. Right. So I think we're close to like 7,500 people we follow. So I was like, hey, for an experiment, I'm just going to follow 20 people. And we were like... 7,498 or something like that. I'm like, hey, I'll just follow 20 people. That's more than two. That should be plenty to put us over to 7,500, right, of mm -hmm. people that we follow, not our followers, people we follow. Sure. Should be an easy process. Well, I do it 20 times. I did it. To, I showed you the, I showed you last night. I showed somebody else uh, at the Seth uh, Keschel uh, event. But basically, I smashed follow 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 more than two right you saw me hit more than oh, two yeah. okay does my total say more than 7500 no nope didn't even but, move well that's because math is racist and guess what you can't follow us either if you go to at totally corrupt dot live on instagram and try to follow us see if our uh followers go up because i guarantee it won't i think we're blocked i would just say forever I'd, i would just say we're go approaching to 90 days Go to hey, I'm not I'm not holding my breath. Go to Get. Spotify. Go to Spotify because uh, I don't think any 70 year old has been. Uh, uh, Spotify is gonna. Yeah, well, <laughs> Spotify is not a social network. So like our social network that we put all of our best content out on is um, Getter, mm -hmm. and uh, Getter has been phenomenal for us. It's how I met uh, Joe Kent. It's how I met Amber Richardson. It's how I met Seth Keschel. Like, I mean, we've had some amazing guests just because of Getter. So if you are a new listener and you, you are from Getter, thank you. Thank you. Keep Stick with us because we're going to just keep piling it on. I promise you that. All I can promise you is that I'm going to get a lot of information from everywhere. And right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw yeah. out the Diversify. information from people that aren't me <laughs> that actually have great points of view and maybe even not a point of view I thought about, or maybe not an opinion I thought I, about. I, I would, e I would even challenge everybody. I, she's a hard pill to swallow, a hard pill to swallow, but put on five minutes of Rachel Maddow, put on, oh. she's terrible, but like, I want to know what their angle is. What are they feeding their people? 
what bullshit is uh, are they feeding everybody else so that keeping people from having Christmas and Thanksgiving with each other, like like all all everybody in Washington, if you live in the Puget Sound area, like the greater Seattle area, I guarantee most people canceled their Thanksgivings, canceled their Christmas or had it outside or did something fucking lame with masks on. You know what I told my sister? She she came over uh before my mom passed away and my mom didn't die of covid, so yeah, don't try to throw that in my Thank fucking God. face. Thank God. No. Um but uh I remember she came in the first time after covid and she's like wearing mask. I go she's walking up to the house and you know I take a lot of home care for my parents i go what are you doing i go oh you they you making you wear the mask like the whole time you're in the state they're like oh well you know we didn't know with papa nana i go nobody's coming in this house with a goddamn mask your father and mother <laughs> did not want you to come up here so they could see half of your face covered they're at they're towards the end of their life right they want it's to not, be around the family they don't care they don't care. Even if they die in two weeks because you gave them COVID, they they would rather give you a hug. And they haven't and talk to you face to face. And the other thing is, I I got them. Well, hey, I got them. I got them shot and boosted. So as far as I know, that uh, pretty much makes sure they're immune and they can't ever get the virus again, right? I did my part. Oh wait, that was false. No, CDC it, lied to me. I guess I'm walking around killing people. Thank you, Mr. Fauci. No, seriously, that's what people think. People think that I'm walking around and killing people. That's the fear. That's the bullshit that Rachel Maddow shoves down every liberal's throat because they're Don the first. They're the first people to come after you and say, "Uh, oh, are you vaccinated? Uh, where is your card? Uh, you can't come in here. You can't you can't eat a meal in this restaurant unless you have a card." You can't work out at this gym unless you have a fucking vaccine card. Oh, and if you go to a football game without a mask, you're a super spreader. Yeah. You know what? I feel like, you know what a super spreader is going to an MMA gym and rolling around and someone dripping fucking sweat in your face. Come on now. Like, I mean, that's as close contact as you can possibly get. And I've been doing that this whole time. I've never even gotten sick. Not even the sniffles. I mean, we've been doing this podcast this whole time. I've not w once reported that I was felt sick or anything. I've been alive and well this whole time. Now, I'm in pretty good shape. I wouldn't say that I'm in world-class athlete shape, but I'm in pretty good shape. I could go to a gym and go hang with you know some guys grappling and shit like that. That doesn't mean I'm a you know A-plus athlete or even the, in that great uh, health. But, you know, I'm putting myself in these situations where people are breathing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm walking around these other breathers, you know. Mouth breathers. But, yeah. Fuck these, How, fuck these breathers. Stop taking all my fucking oxygen, you bastards. Yeah. Where is the science that says we should put masks on kids? They've been, they've been going to school without masks. They're, most of them have not been vaccinated. So these fucking kids... In Washougal, Washington, they're a hundred percent right. They and should patriots. be. <laughs> they and need patriots. to be standing up for this shit, and they are setting the example for the rest of us. And by the way, that video, those kids made it on Fox News today. I, I, I tell you, those kids, 
made me feel the most proud I have of a younger generation oh, fuck yeah. in a long time because I was looking towards the future and I'm like, if we got a whole bunch of just snowflake losers, just people that are basically just going to bend the knee anytime the government says hop or, or, or you're, somebody says jump. It's like, no, these kids finally figured it out. And I think, I think this pandemic, cause it was a social experiment, um, as not the pandemic in in in, no. in necessary. You're right. But 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 it was a social experiment a to see reset. how much the government could get away with testing with testing their citizens this is to all see by design. No, but it's it's also it's a way to test the citizens to see how much the government can get away before people actually push back. Yeah, not just our government, every single government throughout the entire world, except for Sweden. Well, I, most people, Americans were the country that pushed back. They stood up for their freedoms. They had a Second Amendment to protect all their other ones. But guess what? None of Americans are standing up for any of their rights. Did they, I don't even think they know their rights. Well, we were scared at first, and then we got shut down and quieted. And now people, the people that are standing up are the people that think a lot like me and you. Right. Um, people, or at least people that don't think like us, but are at least not scared. You know what? Um, Amber Richardson, she has a fucking awesome product. She made a wristband with a QR code on it, and you scan that shit, and it brings up your constitutional rights. And so, like, if someone's giving you shit, like, oh, look here, motherfucker. I want one of those bands, Amber. Send one to me and Diggs. We need we need them because we face tyranny in Washington all the time. Every American, instead of fucking COVID tests being sent out to the uh, nation, maybe we should be sending out these freedom bands. QR, QR codes, yeah. Yeah. Know your rights. Yeah. Hey. Be much more successful than uh, uh, tests that people are going to use when they don't need them. And they're probably... I, I I heard a great term tonight, hmm. and this was um, a guy at Joe's town hall today, and he goes, "I'm a constitutional conservative," and I and that resonated with me pretty good because the Constitution, if you're not familiar with law, uh, the Constitution is first, okay, then it goes state laws, mm -hmm. federal laws, then state laws then county laws, then city laws, city ordinances, okay? So what trumps a city ordinance, a city mandate, Everything. a state mandate, a state law, is federal, right? But there's nothing higher than the Constitution. Right, that is that is the law of the land. People don't realize that, but that is literally the law of our land. Yeah, but the... But the scary thing is, with the Patriot Act that they enacted after, basically nine eleven, the doesn't terrorist change, attacks. Doesn't no, it, 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 it Patriot Act basically allows the government to intrude on your constitutional rights. Right, and that's another thing that needs to be laid to rest. I think we need to reexamine a lot of these acts and laws that are in the books especially like even here in Washington they need to w have time frames WAC 100 wasn't that enacted in 2003 after the SARS right yeah and it's one of those things they need a time limit on these 
these laws. They need to be off the books because if you don't, you're going to eventually have so many goddamn laws on the books. And right now, they're not. They're not. They're not enforcing you, half of our laws as right. far as when it comes to local government, local police. With you know, and you they're brought, not enforcing you it. You brought up a great point a couple shows ago, but like putting a sunset clause, sunset in um, a law. Basically, like for example, here's a here's a great example of a sunset law. It didn't happen in our state or our country even, but sunset law was uh, uh, the rule of Hong Kong. It was for ninety nine years of the mm-hmm. of the yeah, British the, the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. and when it was over, they got it back. They got it back. Now, I don't know all the history of Hong Kong, but that's an example of a sunset condition okay means there's time bound and on this date this will happen Mm -hmm. i feel like that needs to happen in many of our laws and laws the the introduction uh the status of if they're going to get passed who supports them this and that it needs to be advertised even more uh like a commercial there should be a commercial on TV that is paid for that talks about these things all the time, like a Pfizer ad, like a pill. We should be seeing these ads on Fox fucking news. There, there should be a handful of people on both sides of the aisle in all states that their, own, their only job is to skewer through all the old laws and see what jumps up as uh, shouldn't be around anymore. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there. Like there's nobody lawyers. that does that. Oh, yes, there is. It's no. called lawyers. They do it every day. Lawyers go after cash, and there's right. no money to make cash, and you, you're trying to get rid of old laws that aren't. Right, but they'll, they're will they not going to look at it. Some law professor probably is, you know, but no one's actually doing anything about it. That's why you need to have a handful on both sides. That way you got somebody going off of one ideology and somebody going off the other ideology then you get together maybe once every six months and say hey this is what we saw let's figure out what we can get rid of or maybe the other side thinks we should keep it i think um it'd be fun to have a guest on here that was an actual lawyer like maybe even like specialized in constitutional law that would be fucking interesting i i don't really know anybody player on the national level other than like a judge janine Maybe even don't a, fuck with her. May, maybe 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 even a Laura Ingram. You know She's she. Awesome. You know she was like a. Um, uh, she she worked. She, was a lawyer. she she worked on the Supreme Court. She, uh, she, she was a clerk or something yes. when when she was interning Ex- or getting her exactly. Law, yeah. That's a hell of an experience. Very cool. There's only one Supreme Court in the United States. It's fucking Supreme Court. It's pretty supreme. It's pretty supreme. Burrito Supreme. And well, Nacho Supreme. Well, it's only Supreme if you're uh, supreme. A, a black woman at this point, because nobody else is getting in. Because right, I mean, I I think that's I think that's why couldn't it be a black man? Yeah. Why couldn't it be a Mexican woman? Why couldn't it be an Asian? Uh, I best person for the I, job. I mean, that's that story is still developing. I don't think he's said anything about who he's going to pick or who he's not. But I'm uh, curious if he's, if he's going to have a certain determination on the the type of skin color, like if it's extra dark or a little lighter. I mean, right. it, it says racism comes. I know. So uh, that's a developing story. We're going to have to find out. But that's all we have for you tonight. So make sure that you are following us on Spotify. 
getting involved in the conversation on Getter, and most definitely, most definitely share uh, uh, this episode with your friends. So that said, uh, bye bye, good night, big kisses, peace. She looked at me and